This is Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager, Canada's national source for the latest agronomic research, crop production, and technology trends. You've tuned in to hear conversations about relevant research, best production practices, and everything in between. You've got enough to worry about with tight budgets, unpredictable weather, and information overload. Wouldn't it be great to have a resource that provided clear and concise summaries of the latest crop nutrition research? A single location to lessen your time spent searching for answers. With one-of-a-kind tools, the latest research, and original content, economics is farming's go-to information resource. Find your answers at nutrient-economics.com. Hi, my name is Alex Bernard, editor for Top Crop Manager East, and I'm speaking today with Heather White, Knowledge Mobilization and Communications Coordinator with Soils at Guelph at the University of Guelph. Glad to have you here. So could you tell us a little bit about Soils at Guelph? Yeah, sure. Our vision is to be able to drive around the agricultural landscape here in Ontario and see science-backed, sustainable soil management practices in action as the norm as you drive from one farm to the next. Okay, so... What does the initiative do to make this vision a reality? Well, it's fundamental. We're working to amplify the voices and the actions that support sustainable soil management. So as far as I can tell, nobody's been able to hold all of the answers that would help that to happen. But together, we believe that we can have the best answers. And so obviously I work at a university. There's a lot of people who've devoted their entire careers to studying hard to get at systems, whether it be from the agronomic side, from the greenhouse gas side, economics, or how all of them work together. And so they are experts in their field. And so some of my job is to help to share that information that is generated from the research programs that so many people are are involved with. And that's part of why Soils at Guelph, I think, is interesting because soil is so fundamental to pretty much everything. (laughs) It's being studied across different faculties. So it's in the School of Environmental Science, it's in plant agriculture, it's even in agricultural economics and rural planning and development because soil is also land and there's multiple uses for land. So Soils at Guelph is a bit of a hub for all of those types of soil relevant information to flow out of. But it's also a place for information to flow into. So we very much would like to talk and be a part of conversations for other actors in the space. I call it the soil sphere. So there's a lot of us out there and we like to work together with them because, again, all of us together can come up with better solutions. And what I bring to the table is different than what you bring to the table and what the researchers bring to the table and what the farmers bring to the table. So all of us have to be together in this problem solving space. So In addition to like creating media or reports or, you know, even videos to get the news or information out there, we're also sitting on roundtables or being a part of webinars or panel discussions so that the information can be shared and that knowledge sharing can be generated together. Is it the Soils at Guelph group that does the Cooking with Covers series? That was our group. Yeah. So 
I've been at this job since May, but my predecessor really headed up that initiative. And so, yeah, there's a series of really fun skits that are online that talk about the cooking with covers and how to go about approaching something that might be new and how to get involved, how not to be afraid to try something new. I mean, that's always a good way to get people involved is like try something like present it in a format that's a little less uh, intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a really fun series. Check it out. It's on our website. Yeah, we'll link that in the show notes. Excellent. Um, Now, I know, well, as a knowledge mobilization person uh, and as part of the initiative is to get the information out there to people, um, like, are there programs that you have that connect directly with farmers or that farmers can get involved with? We have a soil health interpretive center that is, you know, available. It's kind of been, but not as possible over the last number of years because of the pandemic. So we can host events. The other day we had a high school. We've had some other researchers from different schools that come that are interested in learning about what we're doing. And I know in the past, before I arrived, there were farmer groups or those that work with farmers or certified crop advisors or the soil and crop groups that can visit us and we can talk about the research that's happening and knowledge share in those spaces. That's one of the ways. But other ones are more events-based. So we have some of our researchers were involved with doing a study that looked at the economics of soil health. And so we've partnered with the Greenbelt Foundation to make that report. And there's an event coming up at the end of the month, I believe it is November 23rd in Erin. So that's a panel discussion with the researchers, with some farmers that are practicing some of the topics. And and it's a space to learn more about topics because we really believe that adoption doesn't happen overnight. It is a a process of learning and changing. So if we can help to provide spaces for that to happen, we like to do that. Inputs is a field crop-centric podcast. Are there any projects currently going on that field croppers either should know about or that might have an impact on them at some point? Oh, definitely. Um, researchers are looking into that soil microbiome um, to study soil microbiology. They're looking at precision agriculture. I mean, lots of people are now using precision agriculture, but are there standards? Are there standard ways of processing data? Are there techniques that can be done? So there's a group of researchers looking at that. There's researchers looking at cover crop mixes and termination methods, looking at crop rotations and what sorts of agronomic and economic and environmental benefits can happen under various crop rotations. Lots of research going on about soil carbon, how tillage will impact it, uh, how nitrogen inhibitors work, and looking at how all of that can impact greenhouse gases. So there's lots of programs that are currently trying to get to some of the questions that we all have about, okay, well, if I do this, then what? And for how long will it will it work and how long will it be effective? I don't know how much direct communication you have with growers or other stakeholders, but when they email, are there like practices that you can just on the fly recommend or is it more like I can put you in touch with the right person? Yeah, it would definitely be I could put you in touch with the right person. Yeah, we're not dispensing agronomic advice. We're not advising. We're more of a matchmaker in that sense, <laughs> but we're storytellers. So so I was like, well, are part of the storytelling because not everybody wants to read a research report that goes either it's 100 pages or that's put out to the peer review. And so 
sometimes it's helpful if we take the information that's put in those reports and we're able to pair it up with a farmer who's practicing those things or who can add their two cents as to this is how the idea transferred in my operation and why I use it. So having those complementary stories to tell as well as that Guelph definitely likes to be there. Enhanced protection from early season flea beetles and cutworms. Leading protection from seedling disease complex and blackleg. Win the start with Corteva canola seed treatments. Ask your local seed supplier. What's one highlight or one fun fact that you've learned since joining on to Soils at Guelph that you'd like to share? You may or may not have heard of the Soil Your Undies movement that (laughs) is in the soil sphere. My predecessor planted some underwear and harvested them and that I was able to uh, hang them up on a clothesline at the outdoor farm show. And it'll be on display again at the Royal coming up. And the idea is you plant a white pair of cotton underwear in the ground and you'll dig it up after a period of time, let's say two months, and it will have disintegrated to a varying degree depending, and it will show you how much biological activity there is in the soil. So it's a good reminder that your soil is alive. And the more you have worked with your soil's biology in the way that you manage your land, the more quickly the underwear will break down and more thoroughly it will become just a band of elastics and basically no cotton left. So it's a it's a really great visual for engaging with the topic of soils biology. Our particular sample that we took shows that the more principles of soil health that you're able to implement and layer on top of each other, the more effectively the underwear disappeared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a fun little thing. And it's not all funny games, but that's one of the ways that you can start to have a conversation about some of the more important things. Yeah, my kids are into all this superhero and myth stuff. And it's always about, you know, the essential elements. Somebody's got the power of fire. Somebody's got the power of wind and earth is always there. And there's a reason for that. They always interact. And what you do with earth impacts air, impacts water and all of it is harnessing the energy of the sun, which is fire. So even our kids know it, right? All our myths, (laughs) we all know it. Sometimes we have forgotten about it, that it is a biological and living thing. But I really think there's a lot of really positive things that are happening on the landscape right now. And a lot of people, it's not just the researchers that know this, but now the researchers are finding the numbers that can help move the conversation even further along. And to add to the soil your undies thing, it's like it's a it's applied science, but it's a good way to, you can kind of track year by year as you implement new soil practices, whether the underwear disappear faster. Yeah, that's right. And if people are like we were able to on our various farm plots say like, OK, well, this one, let's plant some underwear in something that's been in pasture for a while. Let's plant underwear in something that's been continuous corn. Let's plant underwear in something that's been no-till. And and so when we dug them up, yeah, they were definitely a compare and contrast type of an experiment. In your job, have you found like there's a disconnect between trying to communicate information from one side to the other, whether research to farmer or farmer to research? Um, I would say that that is not a unique thing to research and farming. (laughs) I would say, I would say until we get to know each other, it's always hard to, or once you get to know somebody, it's really easy to find the common points and realize that there's ways of communicating across what you thought were barriers, but actually you're all working towards the same thing. 
or you can find things that you are working towards that are similar. So I haven't found there's a disconnect, but I have found that there is a lot of information out there Mm -hmm. and that you have to be aware of the sources that you're getting your information from. And I have been very impressed by the quality of research that's coming out of the university and the the efforts that are made to not only verify at the field scale or in the research, but there's a really interesting thing happening now where you're trying to get, okay, so we've gotten the science to this point and now we have to get it at scale. And there's a lot of really interesting things happening. And I think the more that farmers are involved with the research generation, the more they will see themselves in the research result. So all of that is, is really good with what's happening with research. There's a lot of farmer involvement and if farmers want to be involved with either having the actual research happening on their farm or if we're ever developing a fact sheet we want to ground truth it with people who might be reading it first so if anybody if a farmer ever wanted to be that person that we reached out to to just read over a two-pager and tell us if it's bs or if it's uh, good stuff you know those are ways that we can help to break down the barriers that people may think exist between us and them and realize that it's all just us and we're all just trying to figure it out because everybody does have their own bits of expertise. And I think that's what's really neat about this program is that it's trying to get those with the expertise at the table together, recognizing that expertise can come in a variety of different ways. But we all lose out if we're not considering the expertise of all. Is there anything else you'd like to share? We are here because soil is important. And the, the university has a lot of great research programs, a lot of information, but it ultimately needs to get into the ears and minds and kitchen tables of the people uh, who are working the land and working with the land for their livelihood. And that nobody needs to do it alone. And if it's not soils at Guelph that's happening, you can reach out to us and we can help you find the right space and the right info or just info that's more locally for you. And If anybody wants to, there's a lot going on right now, and we're trying to work together with all of the organizations that are involved with that. So we can be seen as a hub for people if they're looking to become engaged or to learn more. Thanks for tuning in to Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager. To hear more great research and perspectives from industry experts, visit topcropmanager.com slash podcasts or catch up on past episodes wherever you listen to podcasts.